This was about uh, five years ago. It was uh, back in uh, 20, uh, 2015. It's been a while. I was uh, I was driving uh, I was driving out east on uh, um, on my Harley Davidson. I've been driving Harleys all my life. And when I say out east, I live on a town uh, Long Island, New York, in the USA. And a big truck made a left-hand turn and went crashing right into the side of me and uh, and uh, really <laughs> rung my bell. Yeah. So um, I haven't had a chance to actually read through your book okay. or listen to it. Um, but generally, what was the experience? Kind of what you'd, what you'd expect from a typical near-death experience for those that have, have that know the experience, or was oh, there? It's, it was very different. And uh, and what I mean by by that is that prior to this experience, I didn't know anything about spirituality. I was a beer drinking, Harley riding, rock and rolling, partying biker. You know, typical outlaw biker. And so I I had no spirituality at all. And uh, and this was my first introduction to it. And uh, and I would say that uh, I was airlifted to the hospital. It was it was a very intense thing. I was in a coma for uh, three three weeks, and um, I had profound injuries. My spine was broken. There was a question of whether I'd walk again. A lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but, I can uh, but but in the end, when when I was in that place, is that uh, is that um, everything I experienced was from was from my life for the most part. And, but it was a very prolonged experience because I was in a coma for so long. And I think so much of it had to do with the, um, had to do with the life support because normally I would be dead. There was no way, no way. I was so profoundly injured. And it just so happened we were so close to the number one trauma center, perhaps in the world, at the very least United States called Stony Brook University Hospital. So, so although I was on the verge of life and death for such a long time, I think that's why perhaps my uh, near-death experience was so intense and so prolonged. And I remembered so much of it. I think uh, Dr. Parnow, he's from Stony Brook. I never met him, but he wrote a book on that. And I, uh, and I read it afterwards. And, uh, and he was saying that because our life, our life support ability to sustain life is, uh, is so much advanced that, um, that there will be more of these types of experiences. And not only that, is that when they came out of these uh, near-death experiences, so many people were in a state where they, they may have lost many, most of their cognitive abilities and, and other things. It's just because medical science has advanced that, uh, that things may, uh, uh, may change in the future. And, uh, and that's a... That's a of old... course, as we, as we develop medically and are able to bring more people back from the brink of death, obviously you're going to get more experiences recorded. Exactly. It certainly seems to be happening. So before we get into your actual experience itself, let's um, just look at some of your, your background. Were you brought up with any kind of religion or were you brought up sure. an atheist? Yeah, I was brought up. I had a Catholic mother and a Protestant father. And, uh, and my father was very religious. My mother was, I would say, a cultural Catholic in the sense like she identified as being a Catholic. She didn't go to church, but invite all of her children to go to church, you know, the, the, that kind of thing. And, um, and so, uh, and so, yes, I was a uh, Catholic and, uh, but as I got older, my father uh, was very religious. So he would take me to his church. And, uh, and so uh, going forward is like, I kind of considered it, uh, you know, 
I wasn't a spiritual person. It was more like the early release for time, sir. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was definitely a biker, you know, and that was my, uh, my my life. So I did have some exposure to it. A lot of it. I had all the sacraments and things like, like that, but it wasn't a regular part of my life. I guess you'd call it a Christmas and Easter Catholic. Yeah, sure, sure. Did you have any belief at the time regarding life after death or heaven or um, God even? I would say, ah, you know, it's, it's tough to say. I would say like, like 80% no. Yeah, you know, there, there was always that question, even in science, is like, how did everything get started? If you can't answer that question, you know, it's, it's an open game. Who knows? Uh, so, but I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it because that, in addition to being a biker, I was a computer guy. I still am. And so I spent a lot of time with technology and things like, like that. So two plus two equals four and things, things were very rooted in the here and now. So, and I often almost looked, I wouldn't say down upon it, but I kind of considered spiritual people like Pollyannaish and not in touch with the real world. And, uh, and they are not making the most out of this life. And uh, and a lot of that changed with, with this experience. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so moving on then. So you're, you're on your Harley and this truck comes over. What happens exactly? Okay, so, so what had happened is, is, that, um, is that I was driving normally and the roads were backed up for miles, some sort of construction. And so what happened is people were going onto the shoulder of the road driving up ahead and making a right turn to get away from all the traffic. And so after being in there for a while, I did the same thing. But when I approached the intersection, a uh, truck made a left-hand turn from the other direction and went smacking right inside of me. And um, the lights went went, went out. I wasn't aware of anything except the uh, next thing I was aware of was being woken up by some, uh, some emergency workers, like some time had gone by. And uh, then the next thing is I knew I was flying through the air. I was in a hot helicopter. And, uh, and that was the last thing I remember besides landing at the tarmac at the hospital. That's the last time I remember this earth until I woke up. But, but, I, but, I, but I have to say is that when I was in the place between here and there, I didn't think anything, zero was, was different, is that everything was firmly rooted in my real life and uh, it wasn't until the very end that of the experience that i realized you know dorothy you're not in kansas anymore that it's very mm. you know, the world is a different place mm. so so you're, you're driving on your bike up to the interstate you look to the to the right i suppose and there's a truck coming at you i didn't and see then it. You, you didn't see it so you're just passing across the interstate and then bang lights out exactly like that and then there were snippets of, of consciousness as you were being woken up or try, uh, attempted woken up by a paramedic and while you were in the helicopter exactly so at what point then did the did the experience start and, and how did it start okay right after that uh the next thing i knew is that i was in a work-like setting and i was interacting with people in a work-like setting and it seemed very very normal to me nothing nothing was out of the difference except for as time going on, as I started to notice that there weren't people, there were people there who I haven't seen in many years that I had former relationships with and, uh, and I began to interact with them. And uh, the first thing is I noticed that something was odd was that they hadn't changed a bit, although maybe 20 or 30 years had passed. But then I also saw other people from my life who is current in my life. And, uh, and they appear just the way I knew them. 
and uh, and I just kept on dealing with, with it. For some reason, it didn't it didn't catch anything. But then what started happening is I started to see those same people as young people. I started to see them as old people. I started to see them as uh, European Americans. I started to see them as Asians or other cultures. I started to see the same people in different genders, like uh, uh, someone I knew as a man, I would see as a woman and uh, vice versa. And then eventually I began to notice something about people. I started to notice that, that regardless of the form or the shape they, they took, I began to recognize them. I knew who they were. And that was the first lesson that I was taught in, the, in that place is that I learned to see spirit in people. That part of you that never changes, that part that is always in spirit, your, your higher self, so to speak. And so I was teaching to see spirit in, uh, in, in individuals and people. And so that was the beginning of, of my experience in the place between here and there. It revolved around basically my life, but uh, there were three key events. Number one is that I was taught what I called at the time, the language of the universe. But what I later learned was the syncing with the Akashic record. And what that meant is that I became aware of, uh, of the universe and the consciousness and about why we're here and about, uh, about our mission here and about spirituality, all those things that, that have been learned over the eons of, of the universe. And, uh, and so I broke those down into 12 different uh, um, thoughts having to do with uh, the creator and the creation are one having to do with your infinite self as your true identity, having to do with um, that, uh, that uh, uh, the purpose of life is to love. All those things are, are things, some, many of them have been uh, parts of other people's uh, NDEs as well. Um, but once I learned this information and I shared what I learned, the next step is I was, uh, I was given a life review and, uh, and at this time, nothing sent God. There was no consciousness beyond me. I didn't see God. I didn't see lights. I didn't see anything. I mean, besides my real life. Um, and, then, um, and then I was given the life review. And, uh, and so I had the benefit of having lived it once. And then I also had the benefit of learning all this information about the universe first. So, so then I did my life review and... Um, and when I started it, it was difficult. By the time I was done, I had such bliss. I learned so much about life and about things. And then I did it again. And this went over and over and over again each time. Each time I learned so much because of my prior life reviews, my understanding of spirituality and having lived these, been through it many times. And that just went over and over and over again until I stopped learning. And then, uh, and then finally, uh, I was tested on my knowledge. I was put in the situation that I was supposed to use my knowledge of what it learned to shepherd these young spirits into a human incarnation. And that's where I failed. I, I didn't see them as, uh, as spirits. I only saw the situation. That taught me many things about the duality of life, that, that many things, there's a physical reason why, why you're experiencing things, and then, then there's a spiritual reason. I wasn't able to see past the physical reason. 
and um, and then uh, and then what, what what happened is that I was I was finally in another scene where I where I became aware that uh, there were people with me who had passed, and uh, this was a very shocking experience to me. Some things had happened, and then uh, and then I transitioned back to Earth, and then I was in my hospital bed. And um, and so and so the story goes with uh, with many aspects of my rehabilitation and and coming to terms with this experience for a long time is I thought it was the drugs. I thought it was a dream. You know, I didn't think it was what was real. And then what, what had happened about a year after that is my 20 year old son, beautiful kid. He's a, a championship wrestler, musician. He played <laughs> he was great. He just played guitar, saxophone, uh, piano, like, wow, just jaw dropping. And he was on a scholarship to a, to a top notch engineering school. Uh, he died of a drug overdose, heroin overdose. And it was just like, wow, it was, it was awful. It was just, it was such a shocking, you know, uh, it's, uh, it, it was a difficult thing. And, um, and it was what well, well, was this part that I started to connect with with a very good friend of mine, and she was very spiritual, and we started to go on hikes together. And um, and uh, she first uh, I first shared with her my experiences, and she said I was nuts in the sense that uh, that that this is real, this isn't fake. And then she asked me if I ever tried to communicate with my son, and I thought she was nuts and uh, equally nuts. And so, but the next things I know is we're building shrines in the woods. People are leaving notes. It, it was a wonderful thing. And so many things that happened about synchronicities, and I could go into that uh, uh, that to more detail uh, uh, during the discussion. But um, but I came to the realization that 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 place was real, and that and that uh, my son was experiencing, is likely to be experiencing many of those things that I was experiencing. And I loved that place. I didn't want to come back, although I, I wasn't given a choice. It just happened. But, uh, but, but I know he was, if he's there, which I know he is, is that he's being prepared for spirit and he's happy and we'll meet again. But as our true selves, I came to many realizations and it wasn't like, one epiphany. It was like small bites of a very difficult situation that I began to have this understanding that uh, that yes, that uh, that that there is spirit, that we could connect with it, that we could communicate with spirit, that we could use spirit not as I don't know, like like a lot of times when you think of spirit and religion, it's something that pulls you away from real life and involves suffering and all these other things. And really if you use spirit in your life is that you use your intuition to feel different situations. It helps you to make better decisions. You know, spirituality is, is part of this world and any world that comes afterwards. If you connect with spirit, your life will be better. And even though I'm profoundly injured to this day, my life, I wouldn't go back and undo anything except for the passing of my son. But, but, but I wouldn't go back and, and like not live through that accident because since then the, the decisions I've made and my life has been so, it wasn't that my life was, was terrible. I had a great time, <laughs> great time. But now my life is so much more enriched and uh, I'm glad I had these experiences. And uh, and I'm excited to get up every day. And so uh, and, and so that's that that's a real brief overview. But, but there's a mm -hmm. lot more to it than that. Yeah. One thing that you said that I, I, I can't hear you. 
Okay, great. You can't, you can't hear me. Okay, what, one thing that um, I picked up on that you said, which is quite unusual, is that when you said um, that when you woke up in the hospital bed, you believed initially that it was due to the drugs. Yeah. Uh, most people, when they come out of a near-death experience, will say it was definitely no drug experience. Definitely it was real initially, straight away. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, what was your experience during that time from the um, from the workplace setting to eventually waking up? Did that seem dreamlike at the time or did it seem very lucid? No, it seemed very lucid because so many, I mean, I'll use the term odd, so many odd things had been happening. I was just rolling with, with, with it. It just didn't occur to me that things were, were, were I don't know why it did. When I repeated it, it sounds like, Steve, well, where was your mind? Yeah, you know, this doesn't seem strange to you, but it wasn't until the very end that that something had happened that I knew that 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 it was it yeah, you know, that I was someplace else. But but when I woke up being in a hospital bed, I just thought it was a different place. You know, it's just another thing I had to deal with because in my hospital bed, I was there for three weeks. But in that other place, I'm telling you, I, I, Darren, I lived lifetimes i lived i had so many experiences that i thought that was my life i kind of like even forgot about this life you know it was it was so much was what was there went on for so long and so and so i really didn't think of it and then the other thing was is i was i had tubes in me i was i was in a hospital bed i was tied down um uh, i was heavily sedated is that is that i was still like and because i had a traumatic brain injury and other things. It took me like three or four months just to really get rooted you, yeah. back on earth. Yeah. I was still very much in the, in mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And so, and so it wasn't like a switch going on or going off. It was a process. And it wasn't until really I got firmly rooted back in earth and I was evolving with, with my uh, rehabilitation. I was really starting to get uh, rooted. I started to think about that. I started to share it with, with my friend, Kathy. And that's when I lost my son and it all brought it together then. And so, um, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah. So let's, let's rewind back to the start of the experience. So the first thing you said was that you saw people that were involved in your life now and people that had been involved in your life and you saw them changing through different ethnicities and different genders. Mm -hmm. So first of all, w was this work set in kind of an office setting kind yes. of thing? It was. So when you see these people that you haven't seen in 30 years, are you seeing one person as if like you click a switch and suddenly they're they're a, a black person you click a switch and suddenly they're no. or was it like how how did you experience that what it did is it went from scene to scene and that's why being this new in my hospital bed didn't seem odd to me after a while is that is that i went from situation to situation i didn't go home and go to sleep i didn't need i didn't do other things it just everything was from scene to scene it wasn't like i traveled anywhere it's not like i decided to be anywhere and it wasn't like i felt there was a consciousness above us saying okay stevie you're going to do this today you're going to do that today you know it wasn't anything like that things just happened that that's why i said it was kind of like regular life in the sense that except for there weren't any sunrises or sunsets in the traditional sense you really couldn't tell the passage of time you know uh, time was was the only measurement of time was your experiences like what you had had been through there not like a ticking of a clock if you didn't do anything you know i don't think it would feel like time passed but i was very involved and so time uh did pass and um and uh and so I would say that it was very similar to like the stage being set. 
you know, but but it's not like a play. It's more like a sporting event is that is that you could tell what likely outcomes are. If a great team is playing a really crap, if Manchester United is playing, you know, you, you know, you there, there are there are probable outcomes. But but nothing's assured. There's free will and free choice in anything. So in these environments is that I was placed in this environment. The scene was set. Here are the circumstances. Go at it. Nobody said that, but 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 that was the manifestation of generally what I felt happened is is that once I was in the situation, I had free will. But being in that situation, going from one to another, it just it just happened. Mm-hmm. So during those those scenes, was it as if you were sitting or standing or, or just being observing these things going on or were you kind of actively participating in them and, and doing, for example, doing the work in the office? Or, oh, it is great. It's great. Okay, so um, so uh, when I was in the scenes, I was 100% actively participating, 100%. But in the life review, that was very important. I wasn't participating, but because now I could see spirit and I could sense, it's more than, when I say see spirit, I don't mean just see spirit, I mean sense spirit. You're aware of it, yeah. Yep. Now I was aware of what everybody else was thinking in each one of those situations. I wasn't just aware of what I was seeing, so now when I saw everyone in all these different situations, like everything meant different, everything was different. Everyone had their reason for being there. There's this event, but I don't mean everyone was reason for being there was for the event. Like somebody here, they had a situation where, where, where perhaps I was having a fight in the schoolyard that, that they were bullied by somebody else. There was a lesson that they had to learn here. Somebody else, you know, everyone had their own reason beyond the physical reason like, like, like we're all friends, a big fight after school. It's like everyone had a had a physical reason for being there in the physical world, but there's a spiritual reason why everybody was well, what was there. And so and so I was a voyeur on the scene, but 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 now each scene take, took on a deeper meaning because I could see and I could feel everything that everybody else was seeing and feeling there. And so all of a sudden, the situations that I thought were very clear. No, they're very dynamic. And that was one of the most important lessons that I learned is that is that there is that duality to life and experiences are everything. In fact, when I was going through that life review, the most torturous experiences in my life were the ones that brought me the most bliss through the life experience. It really did because that all these things that were troubling me, now all of a sudden they're they're clear. It's okay. So, so it was just the most amazing thing. And that was what, what it taught me is don't have hate or animosity towards anybody or anything who brings you ill will because everyone's on their life path to experience things. And, and when you do have that opportunity for that life review, if you can't find the meaning in it while you're here, you'll find the meaning of it there. And it really will fuel your spiritual growth or the level of your awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's very common a very common report in those that have the life review it seems to be only the western culture that seems to have the life review but they they everybody says the same thing that um the common idea of being judged is kind of a self judgment but also a self understanding and a, and a very valuable thing to do um so i'm going back to the um you being actively involved mm-hmm. um how, what kind of involvement did you take what, what kind of activities were you doing was it as if kind of just going to going to work every day and doing what you normally do or was it different what sort of things did you get up to okay so um so 
it wasn't like in my real work environment. It was a work environment. So, so it was all new to me. It wasn't like I was walking into the office. It was, it was an office-like setting. It was new to me. There were a lot of people. At one point in my career is that I did go to different places all the time. Now I just go to one place. And so perhaps it was pulling from that. But I really think that, um, that, that you had mentioned like, like that is from a Western perspective and perhaps an Eastern perspective. And so I, that's a very important point because that, because that the lessons that you learn, the process, the, the syncing with the Akashic record, the life review and the test, all three of those are common, I believe, to all. It's called, at least I believe, it's, it's an automatic process of spiritual development and growth when you're going through the passing process and you're transitioning from physical to spirit. I think everybody goes through through that, but it's in a way that you can understand and that, that you could reach. So if somebody was, was on a farm in, uh, in Tanzania, they wouldn't have that experience. That would be so surreal to them. They would have an experience that's very deeply rooted in their world, but teaches the same lessons. I believe, you know, this, this is the universe according to Steve. I just have this experience. But 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 since then is that I came across, uh, there's a philosophy from the East called the five blue ethers that talk about the transitioning of the spirit from physical. And so they break down these things into specific steps. And it wasn't until I was at a yoga festival and this guru was speaking of this. And then I heard it for the first time. I was like, that's what happened to me. Exactly. I mean, to the T, I was shocked. I, you know, I, I ran down the guru afterwards. He, at first he thought I was, you know, a little cuckoo, but, uh, but, but, but after I explained to him, he, we, we have a very good connection and, uh, and we still talk now is that, is that no, no, no. So many of the, those things are, are so parallel to what I experienced. So, uh, so in the long answer to your short question is that, uh, is, is that yes, is that, uh, is, is that no, I was very aware of everything around me. And there is this commonness uh, in near death experiences, but the particulars are very much based upon your backgrounds because the experience may not be the same, but I, I believe the process is the same, if not similar, and the lessons that you will learn are if not the same are very similar yeah so it's just depending on on how the, uh, the best way to kind of receive those messages are those lessons are depending exactly. on culture yeah exactly and that, that's what i believe as well so uh, i mean the other part of the question was wh when you were involved with these scenes what kind of thing were you doing okay so all right so so let me let me i'd like to share the most meaningful part mm -hmm is that and, and it is a lot of woo-woo stuff because it took me a lot of time to 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 connect with with, with this because I, I have a certain skepticism from my background and so and so in talking about this is that like, like steve what, what are you freaking nuts i mean like, you know it's 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 a little odd but um but uh, this is this is where i was tested and um and, and the reason why I was tested, I believe, and at the time is I didn't know it was a test. I didn't. It wasn't until afterwards, and this is just my opinion, mm -hmm. um, is that uh, is is that you come to this as part of the five blue ethers. Is that is that once you've experienced these things, then you're given a test to determine whether or not you would stay in spirit forever or for a longer period of time, or you'd return back to an incarnation. And so, a perfect example is I was in this work-like setting, and I was. Uh, put in charge of these young adults to teach them a task, a whole group of young adults. 
and uh, and I would receive my instructions from from someone who I thought was my boss, but had a what was really something a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, be to teach the kids and they would scatter each time and and I couldn't get them to listen to me no matter what I did, no matter what manipulation tactic I tried uh, to, to get them to listen to me. I just couldn't get them to listen to me. And it wasn't until I connected to the owner who was really my higher self and that I now understood what I was there for and what the kids were there for, but they, they were spirits who have yet to have a human incarnation. And what I was there to do was to shepherd them into their very first human incarnation. And that's what I failed to do because that I was taught all these things about how to see spirit and, and how to sense things. And I was taught the universal nature of things. I was taught so many things, but in my first opportunity to learn, all I saw them was kids is that I just saw the physical. I didn't see past the spirit to the spirit on really why I was here, why I was here to teach these uh, kids. And that, and that once I had that knowledge, then I was able to complete my, my, my task. But the fact that I'm here um, uh, and not in spirit, at least I think <laughs> is that uh, is, is because that I didn't make that connection and perhaps I wasn't ready for being in spirit longer or, for eternity at this point, I'm here, not because my work isn't done. I mean, I don't think so. It's because that I have much more spiritual development to do and it was possible to return because my I hadn't died. You know, I was mm-hmm. just on that on that brink of it. So 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 that's an example of of interactions that I had. But but that was really the a very intense one. And then, and then there was one other interaction, which, which was prior to me leaving, which, which was also very, very intense and beautiful. And I, and I definitely would, would want to share with uh, your audience and you mm-hmm. as well. Oh, go ahead. All right, great. So, so, so now what, what happened is I live in a town on the uh, Eastern shore of the United States in New York. It's a shore community. And at the end of every day, everybody goes to a place which we call the bluff. It's an overlook that overlooks the Long Island Sound there. And people go there and drink coffee or they drink out of red solo cups, which aren't coffee. And they watch the, uh, and they watch the sunset and everybody catches up on the day, talks up on the gossip. And so after many events, when I was at that place, um, I would find myself at the bluff with two of my friends. They were in their 70s and 80s, and we'd watch the sunset, and then uh, and then all the events would start over again. You know, very some of the ones I've shared with with you, and this went on literally hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times, and then and then all of a sudden one day I thought to myself, these two people are dead. They died earlier that year. And, um, and, and then after that, each time I sat with them, I kept on thinking to myself, I should ask them why they're here. You know, all, all of a sudden I started to feel not only anxiety, but I started to feel like something was something big was going to happen soon. And so each time I had this experience with them is that I wanted to ask them why they were here, but for some reason, I just didn't want to ask them. And, uh, and, um, and then what, what, what happened is one day I felt like if I didn't ask them now, I would never have this opportunity again. And so what happened, and so I finally, as I asked them in my mind, and they said to me is that they're here to make sure I'm okay. And, uh, 
And I didn't understand that because that I was fine. There was nothing wrong with me. I was in spirit. I just, I, I just didn't think anything of it. So while that was settling in, when, um, when the sun was uh, starting to set, it just got brighter and brighter and brighter till I couldn't see anymore. I had to shield my eyes. And then when I woke up, I was in my hospital room with my mother and my sister. And, uh, and I just thought it was just another scene. I, I, I wasn't sure, but, but it's about consciousness coming in and out of kind. I, I think there are physical aspects of that. But what's really important to, to that is my two friends, Joey and John from, uh, from, from my town. Uh, Joey had broken his neck when, when he was a young kid. And he lived his whole life walking around like Frankenstein, and and he uh, actually got hit by a car, at, you know, in his 70s or early 80s, and that's what what killed him. He probably couldn't turn around. And my friend John, he had diabetes, but he had an infection in his leg that went septic and took his life. And um, but but they, they were in the 70s and 80s, both living a free life, a full life. But when I was rehabilitation rehabilitating, I had this zeal, like it was everything. I got up every day in pain. I was excited to be in pain because I knew by the end of the day, I would be, be better. And I just had this drive. And then one day it occurred to me that when Joey and Johnny told me that they were here to make sure I'm okay, it wasn't there. It was here when I returned because that John, John had the problem with, with his leg. My leg was crushed. Uh, Joe, uh, Joey has broken neck and spine. My neck and spine were, were broken. And it wasn't that they were there as spirit guides saying, okay, Stevie, yeah, one more push up. No, it wasn't like, like that. I felt their energy and, and I wasn't aware that it was them, but I felt this drive. In fact, the doctors thought I was nuts in the sense like, I, you know, like Stevie, take it easy. And, and even now when I see the doctors, they say like, <laughs> 0.001% have the type of recovery that, that, that you have had. And so, and so I really do believe is that, is that, yes, it was all that time I spent with Joey and Johnny in that place, connecting with, with, with them, and they're here with me every day. They're not whispering in my ear, but I feel that energy. Yeah. So you think they were there because they were two people in your experience in life that had had these issues and so could kind of, you could draw on them for the experience of their, of their experience to help you through it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So you say the this um, experience of sitting and watching the sunset happened thousands of times, um, and this was while you were physically unconscious in 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 a coma for th was it three weeks? Yes. So, what was the experience of time there? Okay. So, so time the way it worked there is that um, is that so so what is time? Okay, so now uh, I, I wanted to find that first. Is that, is, is that here, you have appointments in the future, you're aware of them. Or, or if you're cooking something on the stove, like it's not boiling, now it's boiling. Uh, you have birthdays, you, there, there, are, there are things going on. The sun rises and the sun sets. Now, uh, all of those indicate time. And so there was nothing like that. I did watch the sunset each day, but, but, but I, that was different. That was part of an experience. That wasn't like part of what went, went, went on. Really, um, what, what measures time is your growth. 
your spiritual growth because you don't have appointments in the future. There isn't, you don't feel like you're aging. Nothing seems like it's aging. There's the time doesn't pass. Although you may or may not see a sun, you may or may not see a sunrise or a sunset, but, but it's not like the passing of a day. It's just another scene amongst many scenes. You know, you don't, there's no way of saying, oh, I'll see you next Thursday. There is none, none uh, there is none of that. It's just, I don't know how to say it. it's just it's just the only thing that 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 you can measure time with is like, oh, I remember, you know, back whenever that that I didn't see it the way I see it now. But but since I had that life review and I reevaluated that situation in this and I learned that. And so and so when you mentally go through those things, you can feel the passage of time. But when it's going on, there is no mile markers or anything to, to tell you that time's passed. It, things just happen. Mm. And one thing that is very common amongst near-death experiences regarding the experience itself and the question of the time there is that it's incredibly difficult and even impossible to, to, to describe it accurately in terms of human language. Well, so, I think, I think yeah. that's, that's, that's so. But, but, but I think the way that I have explained it, at least according to what I experienced, like we said, everybody's experience could be different. That was the real thing for, for, for me is that, is that when, when it was going on, it was wonderful, except perhaps at the very end there when the, the test was going on and then at the block, those things. But prior to that point, everything was extremely blissful and I learned so much and I was so excited every day. And it wasn't until the very end that I started to feel that, but at no time was, was I had to get this get this done by a certain date or anything. It wasn't until the very end when I was starting to tell you about, that I started to feel like there was an urgency happening, like something was going to happen soon and I don't know. And that was one of the first times that time seemed to matter. You know, I think I was coming back. It was, it was now I was starting to be transit. I think that whole bluff scene with, with, with the sunrise and sunset was, was transitioning me back to return fully to my body. So, so, so then those things started to come back, things about anxiety, things about time, like something's going to happen. You know, it was just at the very end that, that all of a sudden I became cognizant of what time is and that things are different. And, uh, and from last time I met these people is I'm looking forward to the next time because maybe I'll ask them why they're here this time. Mm -hmm. So when, when you first started this, I think you mentioned it already, but you say there wasn't really a moment where you thought when it first started that you thought hang on this doesn't seem quite normal there's, there's something different about this Do, would you say then that it was like um your life prior as as a biker as as steve before the crash would you say that all seemed like just another scene at that point yes yes it would yes but but there is something that 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 happened and i i call these scenes when when, when recounting the, the the story the first scene is when i met the work people the second scene was 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 when i would uh, i was tested and the third scene being at the bluff so I, that, that that's the way i because each one had its own circumstances uh, about it but 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 there was something that happened in the first scene that um that i became aware that um, that these people, like 
like, like this couldn't be going on because obviously, you know, someone's a man and a woman, they're different shapes and sizes. It was like, it was like, I became aware that, that, that this can't be going on. Then, then there was almost like a lucidity moment. And then, and then all of a sudden everything changed. And then I went back to, to that place, but, but, but now the circumstances were differently, but right away, I realized that this can't be happening. And then the next part is I was shepherding the, the, the kids. And so, and so it seems like, like, like as soon as I became like aware that, that something was odd going on, it was almost to the point, like I've learned what I could learn in this environment. It seemed like anytime, like I became aware or I stopped learning, or I became aware, my situation changed. Mm -hmm. And was there a transition period between scenes or was it, essentially you know um you think suddenly this can't be happening then bang you're in front of a, a bunch of kids nah, it's, it's, <laughs> I, well, which is where it becomes difficult to explain it is but you're just asking such awesome questions that that then then you're really helping me to 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 really connect with, with that experience in a way that you know we we're, where we're here the book is the place between here and there is, you know, where we're selling it. And so, and so I'm trying to introduce the, the book. So much of it becomes like very, um, very like, like, okay, I got to talk about this point. I got to talk about that point. I got to talk, yeah, but, but, yeah. but, but, but you're really asking me questions that, uh, that are awesome that I haven't uh, been, been asked before. So I just want to answer them in the right way. And so, um, so I think, uh, I think what, what, what you're saying is that you're asking me if, um, if it was uh if it was like all of a sudden like 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 boom as soon as i became aware like things changed it only happened a few times like 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 that not every well let's 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 think about it the first time is that is that as soon as i became aware of it then i was with the kids and then and then i worked with the kids but as soon as i successfully after touching with my higher self successfully was able to help them uh have their human incarnation uh, then then i was in the other place it wasn't I, I don't know if it was like a bam kind of thing it was just like a transition it was just like the the, the next chapter so so early on i think things were a lot more abrupt you know because i was still learning once 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 i got out of that place and i was exercising what, what, what was going on it was very it was very consistent. It wasn't until when I was in the last place that all of a sudden it was abrupt because a lot of those earthly things were coming into my experiences. Mm. And so things were, were, were changing. Sure. I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. So, um, on, on earth we have, say we have two different scenes, one being at home, getting up in the morning and doing all your morning stuff and then scene two being at work. And there's a transition period in between there where you leave the house, get in your car, drive off, arrive at work, say good morning, whatever, sit down and start. Was there any sort of linear thing to that? Or was it literally I'm here and now I'm here? Zero, zero, none of that. You, you, you just went from scene to scene. It's kind of like, like a play, you, you know, like, like you have a scene, then mm -hmm. you, you have a scene. Mm -hmm. It was very similar to that. Right. Did, did that cause any, did that, sorry, did that cause any kind of confusion? cognitively with you as in you know i was just here why am i here now what the hell am i supposed to do you know that sort of thing no it didn't i know it sounds odd but it just didn't it was just like everything no 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 know what it is i think now that i think about it the sense of bliss is so intoxicating like 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 you don't want it to go away 
Yeah, you know, you have such a blissful state. I think part of it is why I didn't want to ask Joey and John what, what they were here, even though I was, I was experiencing other things, but I'm still in a blissful state. I feel like I didn't want to do anything to upset the blissful state. Like I felt great. You know, nobody had any animosity or hatred towards me. I didn't have any hatred or animosity towards anybody. I didn't have any any jealousy. I didn't have any shame. I didn't feel those things about every, the bliss was just intoxicating. It was like, it's almost, yeah, it was intoxicating. I just, I didn't want want to leave. I didn't want to say anything. I just kind of like thought, I chased any of those thoughts out of my way. In fact, when I was at the first place, when I began aware that this can't be real, things changed right away. And then, uh, you know, and that was, and that mm -hmm. was just the way it was. Mm. So, if you were able to describe in terms of, of our perception of time, how long would you say that each scene lasted? Oh, no. I'm, uh, you, that, that's, <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> because, because it was closer to infinity than it was to one. But I don't know. You know, it, know, it, know it seemed to take a very long time, very long time, was the life review because that I did that over and over again, and it was so intense, and I learned so much. And so when explaining the passage of time, I was saying that, that, that you, you know, passage of time is measured by experiences. Even though I had a lot of experiences in the work-like setting, uh, helping the people with computers and those kind of things, and though I, you know, in the final setting with Joe and Johnny watching the sunset, it was right in that middle part, that, uh, that, that, uh, that life review where that took an incredible amount. That was the most, I think, in my opinion, that was one of the most important things because, because you, you know, the, the syncing with the Akashic record and the learning the language of the universe, those things, that's like book learning. And so now having to do your life experiences all over again, that's more like experiences, like you're applying that book learning. You, you couldn't undo or change what had happened, but really you, you understood more. And, and that was what was how you learn. And that has to do with, I think, a lot in spirit that, that, that a lot of what goes on in spirit is all book learning. That's why I think, you know, being a human incarnation matters so much because that now you're getting a chance to apply it. And that's why when you, when, when you're in an earthly incarnation, that, um, that, that, you don't have all that wisdom of the universe. It, it's not like you say, oh, well, I'm coming down to earth because I have to learn this, that, and the other thing. I, it was nothing like, like that for me, is that, is that it was more like, um, like, like now your awareness, you have a certain level of awareness. You're now has a human incarnation. You have some of that awareness with you. Let it work out. You know, have the experiences, you know, grow here. And then you pass, you return to spirit. You, you've evolved because of the earthly incarnation. Now you do your life reviews and keep on going, get more information, achieve the bliss and, and, and go forward. Now, all of this is very important. I just want to say this one little, little, little part that that's off. That's really important is that, is that one thing is I learned when I was in, when I was learning the, the, um, learning the language of the universe or syncing with the Akashic record is that I came to these realizations. And one of the realization is that once I could feel spirit, I felt spirit in everything. I mean, every, rocks, plants, everything out of spirit. And then, and then I felt God, the creator. I'm sorry. 
Yep. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, <I watch> <laughs> Apple doesn't like that. <laughs> no. Well, he was kind enough to apologize for the interruption. <laughs> you must be British. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but when I um, uh, when I could feel spirit, all of a sudden I came to this realization that the creator and the creation are one. They aren't two. Is that is that when, when I was growing up as a Catholic, they said like, oh yeah, God can see everything, and I was uh, being naughty. God was looking over my. No, no, it's that you are part of the Creator. The creation and the creation are one, and uh, and and that's so important because that. Why are we here? We are here because the spirit develops and over time and and think of it like cells in a body like like each cell has its own life it lives it dies it eats it reproduces but all those cells make up your consciousness who you are but each cell has no idea that you even exist and that's and that's what i began to realize about spirit is that all of our spirits together make up the creation the creator and what i was receiving uh, you know, when, when I said sticking with the Akashic record or or sharing the wisdom, learning the wisdom of the universe, that is actually the, the memory, the consciousness of the creator. So by us living our lives is that as we develop and grow spiritually, the creator grows and develops spiritually. So our mission here on earth is about us and our spiritual growth, but by all of us growing and feeling this universal consciousness and growing spiritually as part of the creation and the creator, the creator and the creation is evolving and growing. And that's our reason for being here. Hmm. So do you think then that the trillions of um, human and animal and probably I suppose plant as well experiences that have happened throughout the entire course of of life is saved in these akashic records well, as memories <laughs> okay so um so nobody cares that 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 joey's playing soccer when he was really good at football or why uh, angela did this when she should have done that no it's not the mundane things of life it's the lessons learned the the knowledge it's like when i stood before my higher self there is that is that it was beautiful like like in the sense like i could feel the grace and the energy and everything and i could feel like all of his awareness but i couldn't tell how he got that those individual experiences but but i could tell all the things that that the, how he developed these this understanding and that's very similar to the way that's why way the Kashuk record works, I believe, is that um, is, is that it doesn't record like all the mundane aspects of things. Even think of your memory is, is, is that you may not recall like driving to work that 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 they've done it 100 times unless something happens. You know, you know, it's it's like it's the lessons learned, the big things uh, that, that that drove those, those lessons. And that carries through through your awareness. It's not like even today is that it's not like I could read minds or a psychic, but but if I tune into it, I could feel their awareness. I can feel spiritually where people are sometimes a, a lot of times, not not always. Some people are more complicated than others and their spirits are different. And I have my prejudices or my perceptions like like perceiving people I know is very difficult because of those those perceptions but a stranger I could I could in fact there'll be someone in a crowd that I'm like whoa 
and I could feel things. And so, and so, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, 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 uh, it's intense. Mm. So your, your life review, would you say, um, how many times did you cycle through? Okay. <laughs> Closer to infinity than one. <laughs> but, 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 but having said that is that I don't know, except for it went on for an incredibly long amount of time. It did. It, it was, took up my most amount of time there in the sense that I learned the most there. That was the most meaningful. I think everything was preparing me for, for what was the test to see where I was. So it was learning the, the, the language of the universe, syncing with the Akashic record, having my life review, learning as much as I could out of life. Okay, now Stevie, it's showtime. Show what you learned. And, uh, and that was when, when I interacted with, with the kids. And that was also very important because that your spirit grows and develops. And so those kids had lived all different types of incarnations as animals, as plants, as all different aspects. And so now this is their first opportunity to, uh, to be in human form, to, to really take it to the next spiritual level and to continue their spiritual growth. What fuels your desire for this? Why do you want to do this? It's because the more I like felt the spiritual awareness, the more bliss I felt is it's like, it's not like you're in a race, but but the more bliss you get, the more you want. And it's a good thing. It's not like it's a drug or or something that that is bad for you. Is that more blissful you receive? It's not just a feeling like, ooh, that feels good. No, it's more like all of a sudden, wow, things make sense. It's awesome. So would would you say that? Um, as you just mentioned, your, your life review was more just looking back at the important parts of things or, or were you going right back to the moment that you were born and everything you did up to where you are now? Number one. And so, and so, but those important parts changed. So, so that, so, so that I would do my life re, uh, review and it would focus on different aspects more than others. And then after I did the life review once, I'd go back and do it again. Then. Some things would be the same, but some things would, would, would be different. It was almost like the life review was mining my experiences so, so, so that it was presenting me with more information to grow with. So, so now I did my life re review. Now I've grown spiritually. My awareness is more aware. Now I do my life review again. And so is there more stuff in my life with, which now with my greater aware, awareness, I have an opportunity to reevaluate that can fuel more growth? And that's the way, way it went over and over again until like there wasn't anything more. At least at least that's the feeling I, I got. The experiences became less intense. And that uh, and then eventually I was sitting at the bluff drinking out of my red solo cup. Mm. So what was the, the um, repeated life review reviews, I suppose? Was, was it one after the other after the other or was it kind of um, interspersed throughout these other scenes? So you'd have a life review, you'd be back in in the office you'd have another life review and then you'd have maybe another life review before going back to the office or was oh. it life review life review over and yeah, over, yeah, over, that, over. That, that. once well, once i was in there it just kept on going on and on and on and on but i tell you that life review was really important i believe in my physical rehabilitation because that um because that it was just like every day i got up and just like 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 the way in the life review when, when I would start the life review, I knew it would kind of be a tough day. 
but, 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 but at the end of the life review that day, I feel better than I did the day before, you know, because I, I raised so much and, um, and I would I feel better than, than the day before. And that's the same thing that I, I approached my, um, my rehabilitation, even like, I tell you, you have a broken spine, you can't walk, you know, you know, you, I lost like most of my body mass. I was like three quarters of my weight. And, you know, I was, I was, I was a biker, I was lifted weights. I was a big, strong guy. And now I'm this frail guy. And so, and so it was definitely, um, it was, it was definitely got me going every day. And so it was that life review that really, and the guidance of Joey and Johnny that really helped me uh, recover. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was amazing. And I learned a lot of things through that recovery that were non-spiritual, uh, well, everything's spiritual, but, 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 but there was some very physical things that I learned, which was just like really made my life even more better. Like everything else is like, like what I was saying, once you draw from spirit, it's not all about spirit. And what I mean is that, is that you're here to have a physical incarnation. You can't be um, you, you, you could be anything, but you can't be all spirit because is that you have to eat. Yeah. You, you know, but you don't want to be all monkey. Monkey doesn't care about anything. It just wants to survive as a pleasure maximizing unit. And you're kind of like what I was before the accident, but, but, but it's where you are in that continuum. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be all monkey? No. Do you want to be all spirit? You can't. So it's where about finding where you are in that continuum. And, uh, and that was, was, was what I'm starting to learn about life and the way that I apply those lessons in my life is where do I want to be? Is, is that I have to experience life. I love life because those experiences were everything there. Imagine if you had your life review. And you had nothing to draw upon. You you sat on a mountain going home all day. Although although I like doing that occasionally, but 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 yeah, it's not the way to live. You have to you have to be engaged with people. You have to have heartbreaks. Not because that if you don't have heartbreaks, you won't know what it is to feel good. No, no, because that you learn things from them. You know these are all the things that fuel your life review. It is just so critical to to have experiences to, to like live this holy life or this evil life, you know, you know, just live life and learn and use the spirit world to guide you. And, and, and it was once I had this understanding, when I was approaching my rehabilitation, I drew upon that. Um, if, if I was to elaborate a little bit, if, if, if you didn't mind, it's like a little bit out of the spiritual realm. But, but, but one thing is that I started to happen as I was rehabilitating is that, is that, my, I had to rethink everything. Is that, is, is that, you know, you walk around, something happens, you react to it. There's like this reaction that takes place. And, and what I think I've come to the realization is that, is that you have your, your physical mind, which has all of your memories and your experiences. And then you have your reactive mind that, uh, that, that, that has the conclusions you draw from that experiences. And you see, this is very similar to, to like, like what, what we're talking about the spirit world. So, 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 so you have that knowledge and then you have how you feel about that knowledge. And then, so when something happens to you, you can't go back to that knowledge and figure it out. You go back to your, your reactive mind and then you react. What I think happens when I was injured is that I think your body thinks it's going to die and it pulls out all stops to help you survive. And that includes like using all of your brain power. So I think my, my body had to dump all of my reactive mind. It just kept my experiences, but not how I felt about it. 
So now when I was rehabilitating, everything that happened to me, I had to reevaluate it, but I wasn't reevaluating it as it happened, you know, like, like if a dog bites you when you're seven years old. Now, now for the rest of your life, you can be afraid of dogs. But if you reevaluate that as an adult later on in life, you may determine that, uh, that oh, I could tell a difference between threatening dogs and non-threatening dogs and act accordingly. And so what that gave me the ability to do, now that my reactive mind was erased, I got to rebuild all my reactive mind, not by a seven-year-old kid or a 12-year-old kid when it happened. I got to do it as a 50-something-year-old man with the experience of having that near-death experience, with having all my life reviews and everything else. And so now, after I've rebuilt my reactive mind, now I'm a lot mentally healthier because like, I, it's so many things, unless you review them again in your life, is it, it, that they're imprinted in the way that, that it happened. And so that was very meaningful for me. And, uh, and if I would just elaborate just a tinge more is that, is that in the town I live in is that, um, is that uh, there's an old mental hospital, <laughs> the Kings Park Psychiatric Center, and it long since uh, closed down. And many people worked in that center. And, and I worked in that center when I was in high school. So I loved that job. I loved interacting with the mental patients. And one thing for sure, those people were not in there for flat feet. They really, they had profound mental issues, but I felt like, like just interacting with, with, with them is that I can make a difference. But one thing that was going on there was electroshock therapy and insulin shock therapy. Yeah, yeah, and that's the reaction. And then, uh, but, but, but that wasn't my, my, my role. I worked in a kitchen and stuff, but, but uh, later on, after the, the place closed, I would give tours of the old psychiatric center. It was great. I, I had a charity, Angels Without Faces. We raised money for families in needs. And so I would give tours and give the money to that. And, uh, and I'd often come across people who worked there and they would talk about electroshock therapy. And I'd ask them about that. And, uh, and they would say, it's kind of like rebooting your mind. And so that the patients would want electroshock therapy because that it rebooted their mind. And it wasn't until like I had this experience that I realized that, that yeah, that must be what electroshock therapy does is that it simulates like a near death experience that causes the body to go into this, this protective, uh, all hands on deck, save the body mode. And it dumps the reactive mind that enables you to reload it with, with better perceptions. And so, uh, and so that's, that's all a very long diatribe about, uh, about how the spirit world, things like that work in the physical world and about getting those, all that information together and uh and how this is a beautiful place and there's a beautiful place too and that's the way that 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 things are